0: Someone to care Someone to share Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember, please never forget. Matter of fact, while you're listening to the episode, go to Apple iTunes, go to SoundCloud, go to Google Play, go to Amazon Music. I still don't know what you're doing on Spotify, but if you listen on Spotify, please go and do that. And that means rate and review us. And by us, I mean Jay, of course, and the legendary Welly F.,
1: Wow, that you, was a that's a lot of energy you brought to that. I gotta step my game up this episode now.
0: Say you you got you got me recording early today, man. I was I was I was in bed when you was like, "Yo, are you available?" I was like, Shh, "Man, it's like in two and a half hours." Like I can make some shape though. I do it for the people. I, I can't
1: believe you thought I was talking about eleven thirty at night, bro. No, like, I knew you were talking about
0: eleven thirty in the morning, and that's why I was still like, "Damn, well, that's the two and a half hours."
1: <laughs> I I've been up since. since Seven man, I went on my ride, had enough time to figure out where my mind was going to be at. And, um, yeah, you know, people like football, bro. I don't like getting, getting in the way of people's football. So, and then you know, I play fantasy, so it gives me a reason to kind of look at stuff. So, you know how that goes. You want to know, right? I am.
0: I don't know why you said that. Now, I'm definitely going to lose today, but you know, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> Shit, I'm 0 1, so I never panic, though. I've been 0 3, 0 4, I don't ever panic. I just, I let things play out. I discover new players here and there. And I just arrange my lineups how I need to arrange them. It, it all comes down to, to matchups, obviously. I mean, I never panic. But, yeah. You're you, you always like in the top four, top five anyway, right?
0: It depends on which league I'm in. Some, some some leagues, I'm, I'm never in the top half. And some leagues, I'm always one or two. It just all Damn. depends. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh Well, anyways. How's your week been, bro?
0: It's been an eventful week. It's been it's been very busy. Um, I, I told you my boss left, so we've been picking up his slack. So it's been a very busy week. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. He he left uh, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago now. Yeah, it's been about two weeks now. He he left. So until they replace Back in him, Texas,
1: right?
0: Yeah. So until they replace him, we've been picking up his slack, which means that it's picking up his slack and doing my job, which. You know, leads to longer hours, but I'm salary, so it's a double-edged sword. It's kind of like, you know, if I was if I was hourly, I'd be getting this OT, but then those days when I'm not, you know, doing all those hours, it's kind of like, okay, I'm glad I'm salary because I get this amount regardless. So it's been busy, but, you know, I, I maintain.
1: Okay. Is that busyness keeping your mind off of bullshit?
0: My mind lives in the bullshit, sir. Wow, that's that's why I'm awake at night because my mind lives in the bullshit, and it's and it's not bullshit in a negative way. It's bullshit that I can't control, or it's bullshit that, like, bro, sometimes at, at night I'm I'm waking up and I'm thinking about podcast stuff. I'm thinking about topics we could discuss. I'm thinking about words of advice. I'm thinking about what I should have said in old episodes. I'm thinking about work stuff. I'm thinking about life stuff. I'm thinking about, you know, what's the move I'm gonna make 18 months from now. And then I'm sitting here, I was like, why am I worried about 18 months from now? 18 months from now is gonna happen when 18 months from now happens. I can't control it, so I need to stop worrying about it.
1: Boy, 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 boy. Yeah, yeah, you got so you're a permanent resident in bullshit on bullshit Avenue. So it is, it is what it is. Yeah, you're right. 18 months is going to happen in 18 months. It's kind of like that, the whole mindset of people that are alive that constantly think about death. It's like, bro, death is going to happen when it happens. There's no point of even sitting there and, and, and in that mindset, you just need to live. I know I, this week, believe it or not, it's been a lot of self-reflecting going on for me personally Nothing that has kept me up at like, night, because like I was telling you earlier, I pretty much slept my yesterday away after I, after I went and worked out, uh, and, and it, it felt good. I mean, I, I personally, I value sleep. I value rest. Um, I consider myself the nap king at times. But one, one thing that I, I definitely uh, self-reflected on, and I'm probably going to be doing this on a weekly basis until the end of the year because it's, it's so much that comes to my mind as I self-reflect and obviously I'm going to ask you if you had any self-reflecting moments too, but I'll just take the, I'll take the microphone and go first. I definitely realized that I have a bad reaction to small talk. Like I never realized how much I hated small talk until 2020. You, you made a re you made a reaction automatically. So no, I'm gonna let you run. I'm gonna let you run. I mean to 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 simplify what I'm saying like it gets to the point with me when I when, when with small talk like I understand that it's necessary in order to learn a person that you're dealing with I understand that there is validity in small talk small talk isn't necessarily a waste of time but I tend to get very passive with people that only know small talk in the realm of not it's not even gossip. It's just, it's conversation that leads nowhere. It's conversation that just kind of works as fillers to my day, and I don't need it. And I just realized that, like, this year, I'm like, dang, like, I realize most of the people that I don't mind talking to, like, the people that I don't mind not talking to, like, eventually, they stop talking to me. I don't care. A lot of times, it's because of those people that just, they just really only knew small talk to an extent. And, it, and, I, and sometimes I feel bad about it, but then it's like, I learned to myself like it's not that I don't care, it's just well I just a lot of it just doesn't concern me. And it just gets me to the point where it's like uh I care about that person, but I know that in the end, you know, all they going all they're going to do is small talk. So hopefully if if we ever cross each other's paths again, there's meaningful conversation to be had and it can actually get somewhere because I feel like that person knows me, I know them. And, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, man, bottom line, I I think this year cemented my hate and my frustration with small talk to the point of if you're a a constant small talker, a chronic small talker, then eventually our conversations won't last long. And I'm I'm glad I finally realized that because like now moving forward, when I just bump into a new person or I come across like a new acquaintance, I could just be like, "Hey man, if you're just a small talker, then eventually I'm gonna fade away into the into the abyss." And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but I'm forewarning you. But uh, yeah, that's my mouth. That's my mouthful.
0: When you when you brought that up and how much you hated, I, I felt the exact same energy because like I didn't realize I hated it because. I sometimes look at myself as somebody that initiates small talk, somebody that's a small talk starter or, you know, somebody that talks about nothing basically, you know, and there's some people you just carry a conversation with. I mean, there are people that will call me up like, Hey, Jay Brooks, I need some banking advice or I need this or I need that. And then, you know, there's meaningful conversations, but then there are sometimes people just call and they rant about themselves. And I know I've called some people and just ranted about myself. So that's why I've always been, you know, kind of neutral about small talk like yeah you know I know I do it so I'm not gonna hold, crucify anybody else for doing it but bruh there be some conversations like why am I even here <laughs> straight up bruh like this has straight nothing up. to do with me I don't care about the subject matter I don't care about the subject matter enough to even give you my opinion I will be hitting you with the wow that's crazy and it's kind of like, why? Like, like I, I almost texted you the other day. I hate when people call my phone unauthorized. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it'd it's, be it's that bad. And it's kind of like, I'm sitting here and I'm listening, I'm listening. And then sometimes sometimes something interesting comes up and then it just mulls out again. I'm just like, all right, why are, we, why are we on the phone? I'm scrolling through social media. I'm paying bills. You know, I'm paying zero attention. And, you know, when somebody's not paying attention to you, you can really pick up on it. And then it's kind oh, of like, yeah. oh He's well, you're not you're not really listening, text. yeah, especially through text. And it's like, oh well, you really you really not listening to me. It's like, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. not. I mean, I felt at first I felt you needed to vent or need to share something, and now I feel like you're just talking to be talking. And I hate to be talking just to be talking. And that's why I love conversations with my mother. My mother never talks just to be talking. I will talk to my mother maybe every other day, maybe every two days max, and our phone calls are probably less than three minutes. She has a point. She gets to it and she gets off the phone. Hey, I ain't heard from you in a couple days. How you doing? Oh yeah, should, you know, just been busy, busy, busy. Yeah, me too. Well, I was just calling to check on you. I'm finna do, do this. I'll talk to you later. Boom. If it's an issue, conversations are longer.
1: But if it's nothing
0: she's
1: quick that's the that's the mature older woman aspect of things not a lot of time wasting going on because a lot of time wasting went on in prior years so it's like you know that that learning to get to the point type of mindset but i like the fact that you said you know you talk to your mom every couple of days you know i think i think the abuse of being connected to people like we are breeds more room for small talk and that small talk (laughs) that small like I said man that that small talk is 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 to the point where I'm like you like you won't even be paying attention after a while that's one that's another reason why I don't like talking on the phone like because I feel like 70 percent of talking on the phone is small talk I feel like that 30 percent of conversation that is had like after that 30 percent like you're not you're not really talking about anything anymore. There's two people that don't know how to don't know how to hang up the phone. Two people that don't know how to say goodbye. You know, I, I mean I appreciate you want to continuously hear my voice, but if you're calling my phone, conversation should be about seven to ten minutes. You know, like get to the point. And that's and and like you said, not to crucify anybody because we're all guilty of of lending to small talk. But I'm just it just amazes me my personal reaction to small talk, and I never really realized it before. I'm like, dang, like I should probably get better at that. But at the same time, if I put more pressure on people to realize like, I don't give a shit about small talk, you know, I won't have to worry about that anymore. It's just something that you just got to address from the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning. I think, I think we have a, we, I think a lot of us have a way of kind of creating our own little personal hells for each other. Like, I mean, we all want to be more direct, but we don't practice being direct. Last week on Words of Advice, I spoke on, you know, practicing, and I was thinking about how everybody wants to be blunt, everybody wants to be direct, everybody wants to communicate more effectively, blah, 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 but we don't practice. We don't we don't stop and practice. We don't stop and say, you know what? I don't know this person that well, but I'm going to practice being direct with that person because I think it's harder for us to be direct with people that we've been knowing for a long time if we've never been direct with them before. It's hard for us to be blunt with people that we haven't known for a long time because, you know, after a certain amount of time, it's not that we consider their feelings more, but we, we take heed to the fact that they may be a more sensitive person. They may they may not want that type of information from us. So whether it's necessary information, we kind of assume they can't handle it because we've known them for so long. And then at times you just you don't you don't really want to hear certain things from certain people because you wouldn't you don't think they want to hear it from you. Mm-hmm. Like you say about like me and Ed sometimes. But that but it makes sense though. It really makes sense though. And I think that no matter what eventually communication as a whole is impacted if we don't get to the point where we can be direct with everybody. Are you direct with your coworkers and employees and people that, you know, you work with?
0: I'm direct because, oh, well I'm direct in specific situations. Like if I need something done and I'm, and I'm coming from a a position of authority, I like to be direct because I don't want to say, You know, I don't have to repeat, want to repeat myself or kind of walk you through it. I'm going to say, hey, this is what I need. A, B, C, D. And I'm and that's coming from a position of authority. Now, if I'm coming, you know, if I'm talking to one of my superiors about, you know, them messing up or something like that, I'm going to take an an indirect route to to get to, hey, this is the problem, you know, and it also depends on timelines if I got time to just say you know hey I don't think you know I don't think this is right or you know I did it your way and it's coming back like this or but if my back's against the wall was like look the only way we're going to get this out the door at this time is going to be a b c we have to do it that way i understand you want to do it another way but it's not going to get out the door in time that way so i think i think it's definitely situational and even when when interacting with friends like you know there's sometimes when i've been very direct with people and it's like man you you could have you could have told me that differently or you could have, uh, like my homegirl, she sent me a, a picture of, of a, a video of her working out. And I say, oh, you need to get lower in your squats. And she's like, yeah, my trainer told me that. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. She's like, I don't, know, I don't appreciate how you told me that. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, I, I, I didn't need that at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm just out here working out. And I was like, but if I don't, you know, that's just me saying, hey, you know, get lower. I'm, I'm helping you out. Like, I didn't look at it as me as it being like, Oh, you know, telling you you're doing bad. I I looked at that as constructive criticism. Hey, get lower. Be more parallel. It's going to help you out in the long run. But, you know, mm-hmm. some people are, are, are sensitive to criticism. So you have to take an indirect route and be like, hey, you know, make sure your knees don't go over your toes or widen your base or or something that's going to encourage them to get lower. And then instead of saying, hey, get lower. But see, I think that's that's different between men and women as well, because in athlete, you remember in high school athletics, if you need to get lower, they just told you to get low straight up that, that wasn't that wasn't straight no. Up. okay drop your coming hips a little bit figure, more
1: what'd you say no i said coming from an authority figure it's really hard to to really to fit like you know you, you can get offended all you want but it's an authority figure telling you to get fucking lower it's a trainer telling you to get lower and it's you you take that in when a friend is telling you get lower so i feel what you're saying
0: yeah, you know, you can coddle it, and you know, we'll drop your hips and then do this. Yeah, yeah, cool. Hey, get lower. Direct, get lower.
1: Is <laughs> that is that exactly how you said it?
0: Yeah, I say, I say, yeah, you you should get a little little lower. I say, well, I say, I I think I said get lower or more close to parallel, some something to that extent. But I definitely said get lower.
1: Get lower, yeah, yeah. And just pointing out a flaw, and 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 I mean, a lot of people don't understand that. In, in your fitness journey a lot of the reasons why people get hurt or a lot of the reasons why people can't do certain exercises is simply because of mechanics and if you don't get the mechanics down right then you will struggle and if you don't have anybody to correct you then you'll just you'll, you'll just end up hurting yourself simply to put it simply you'll just end up hurting yourself on, on, on speaking direct you know I think a, a conversation that, that that comes up a lot in among circles is the fact that we as people, you know, we're always, you know, a lot of us are soul searching, looking for the one, looking for, you know, a lot of us are in that dating age to where, you know, people are still trying to, quote unquote, settle down. So I think one of the more interesting questions I've seen this week is the barbershop discussion that our barber put up and the reason I mean I feel like this lends to uh, to to small talk not 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 small talk, but to speaking directly and just communicating more effectively. Cause he said, Do you think we as people in general limit ourselves on finding true love and soulmates by living by the rule that once you're involved with someone, that person is now off limits to friend or family? And I mean it's it's a longer question, but I feel like the The purpose of this question is if you're dealing with someone as in you got a friend, you got homeboys, people you really fuck with, and they're in a relationship with somebody, they dealt with somebody, however you perceive it, that person is now off limits. So once that person is off limits, that person is no longer a fish in the sea for you. So... Do you live by that code? I mean, that's simply. Do you live by that code? Do you feel that if you are, because because I know when I asked when I talked to J. Mark, my my question, my answer was really once again it was to the point, it was direct. So I mean, to put it simply, for me, I know I live by that code, uh, and I have my reasons. But do you live by that code or not live by that code, and have your reasons?
0: I live by that code for for the most part because. I just feel like there's so many other options. Like there's, there's no reason to, to, to chase behind you because there are just so many more options going around. And with all these other options, like, like we talk all the time about NBA players or celebrities or whoever passing around the same, you know, dozen women. I feel like there are just so many other options. And if you'd open up, you know, your bubble or whatever you have to those expectations or, Or just the experience of meeting new people, the idea of meeting new people. Nine times out of ten, you can find what you're looking for. And so I don't feel like, you know, my homeboy girl is going to be the girl for me. Or, you know, my homeboy ex is going to be the girl for me. Like, and even I can sit there and, and see, the you know, the trials and tribulations that they went through. And be like, man, I wouldn't go through that. You know, I wouldn't do that. But the way niggas work. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Get real, real quick.
0: The way ahead, they the ahead. way they work is they may not see themselves in a long lasting relationship with that person, but some niggas will hit or will strive to hit just because that's who they are. And yes, yeah, there's situations where it's like, oh no, we really went together, we had a little thing or whatever. But then there's sometimes like, yeah, I dated that girl for five years and then you know shit fell south and. Niggas are still out there trying to hit your old shit. And see, that's and see that's that's where I draw the line. Because if you were in love with this person, off limits. Completely off limits. That was that was a deeper bond. That was, you know, something completely different. You've probably seen your whole life with this person. Completely off limits. If y'all, you know, smashed and you know, y'all had a little thing for a summer, four to five years ago. Four, four. It has to be a minimum of four, in my personal opinion. Y'all had a little thing four to five years ago, and then you know y'all over, y'all both then moved on, and whatever. All right, cool. If I want to do that, that's on me.
1: I like that you put a time limit to it. Yeah, because I mean, I guess that time. So, so, so for me, like, I look at the situation as awkward in general, because like, it's a difference between trying to hit and then trying to find a soulmate within the like you're trying to find a girl that was once perceived as probably a homeboy soulmate, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, it's, it's awkwardness. It's awkwardness. It, it, it makes me uncomfortable. And at that point it's almost like an, an ultimatum within myself. It's almost like this girl or my homeboy, you know, like, and then it's like, well, you know, then you start having to see which one brings more value and and things like that. You start trying to ask yourself, is it worth it? You know? So for me, a person like me, it's easy for me to ask that question, answer that question. Cause like, I mean, just be honest, like, I don't really see forever with, with, with a lot of these, with a lot of these women anyway. So, you know, in aspects of, you know, or relationships. So that, that would be ridiculous to me, but, as far as you know, hey, if 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 a dude was messing with a girl years ago, like you said, and then I come across her and then we become acquaintances, like I'm gonna be real enough to at least say something. But trust right. me, I'm not looking for a soulmate within this woman. It's not happening. Really? It's not happening.
0: Like no, like like no matter the connection.
1: No, it's not happening because that awkwardness is always gonna be there. And and for me, I'm not that. I, I'm sorry, I'm just not that desperate. Like. I don't see, and like you, like you saw, we were going to talk about it. But uh, I don't, I don't see this this Disney world that people have have consumed. Like it's a Disney pill that people consumed growing up, so they live this fairy tale of you know happily for you know happy forever after and all this bullshit. So, and since I don't that ideology doesn't, I don't embrace that ideology then. I don't really see the what I would perceive as leftovers as a soulmate, because I really felt like if something was for me, it was always gonna be for me. And I've actually learned my lesson in that case, you know, just dealing with somebody that once dealt with somebody that I was friends with. I mean, me, it's kind of like if you warn me and tell me that somebody's trash, I'ma believe you. I have no reason not to, you know. So I'm like, hey, if you say so, bro. Like it is what it is. Hopefully, I I don't want to find out, you know, because everybody has. We how many how many sides do you think there are to a story, Mr. Brooks?
0: Three sides.
1: You think there's three sides to a story? That's what I'm saying. So like you got three sides to a story, and my homeboy sitting here telling me that you know so so and so and so and so, and then a couple years down the line, I meet so and so, and she's telling me that my homeboy is this. So. I have this. I have this perception, and I mean perception is a lot. Perception is everything to some people. So, I'm I'm caught in the middle, and at that point, it's just once again for me, it's awkward. It's like, well, you saying this. I've been knowing this guy for a while. I don't feel like he has any reasons a lot of me. I haven't been knowing you that long. You have a reason a lot of me because you may be interested, you know. So it's like, I mean, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go off the fact that you know, hey, you cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, judge you by your past. But once again, it's probably not gonna go anywhere serious, cause I'm not finna, I'm not about to make a Disney situation out of this. I don't think that I'm gonna be your knight in shining armor. You're not gonna be my princess. It is what it is, and I don't wanna have to be putting, the, I don't wanna be have to, have to put myself into that awkward situation. Because to me. That is what it is, an awkward situation that you don't really need to put yourself into. And like you said, if, you just, if you're just—if just trying to hit, you're just trying to hit. But you better be better be pretty slick about it. You better be smart about it. And it, and it better be worth it. Because like you said, I'm sitting here dealing with my homeboy. he been with this girl five years. A year later down the line, I see her, I hit. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I hit your ex. And you <laughs> haven't been with anybody else since then? that's wild like you just that's inconsiderate to me and awkward
0: that is that is that is very awkward and it's kind of like my man and then and then, and then they downplay my it too
1: man, my man no 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 because no they're gonna they man. gonna
0: hit it with <laughs> yeah oh man you know man
1: man man
0: fuck that hoe you know she out here you know thotting you know i slut that hoe wide stuff like this like my man i was in love with this woman and now you tell me she a slut like i can't i can't handle that like don't don't come <laughs> here with that energy
1: I mean, I really wonder how that is for women too cuz like I've I'm going to be honest with you and it's a trigger warning for women out there that are overly sensitive to the truth. Um <laughs> I've seen multiple and I've heard on multiple occasions how women can do that so easily. Like they will hit up a friend so easily. Like I was watching True Detective like you know like I, and the season 1 is the only season I've seen and like Um, Woody Harrelson's wife, you know, in the show, you know, obviously, you know, she got pissed off and if she does what what most scorned women would do, she goes to somebody that's close to the guy and she sleeps with him to hurt him. And sometimes it's not even on that, that's a case-by-case thing. Sometimes that's not even a scenario. Sometimes they just do it just to do it. And I personally believe, and I've said this before on the show, I think this is why a lot of women, you know, a lot of men tend to be like, "Hey, you know, I don't really want my girl around certain guys because they know they they know they do. like they know they homeboys, they know they circles." And I think a lot of women be looking like, "This nigga better be careful," you know what I'm saying? Like, a, a woman is not gonna tell you, but the fact of the matter is, like, we like we like to pretend that loyalty is this thing that women just have innately like they just they're just born born with
0: <laughs> this really loyalty
1: do. trait get out of here like stop it women and men cheat at the same rate men just get caught more that is that is it that's it so when we when we sit here and proceed like we proceed we have this perception of, of women being sugar and spice and everything nice you just have to understand like dude attraction is still attraction physical attraction is still physical attraction and intrigue is intrigue so, if, if, you got, if you got homeboys that's popping and, and they're single, I think it's just common knowledge to keep your wives and keep your husbands away from eligible bachelors and ed- eligible bachelorettes. I just think it's common sense.
0: Bruh, it's like women have friends that they know will sleep with their man if they have a chance. Yes. Men have friends that know that their friend will sleep with their girl If they have a chance, like, like I know you can think of at least two niggas right now. I know women listening can think of at least two of their friends right now, but at the same time, you still keep those friendships intact.
1: Because you know how to handle them, you know, you you know, the best way to handle, you know, the best way to handle that situation is, and and I, and I, and I tell my son this all the time, the best way to, to handle a toxic situation is to remove yourself from it and to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? So once again, I seen this, I seen this thing going around on Tumblr about how, um, and it was mostly Gen Z cats that was like having this conversation about how it's crazy how you can, like, if you're like, I think it was like a girl, maybe it was like 16, 17 years old and saying like, Oh, I can't wear small shorts. I can't wear like short shorts around my, my, um, my homegirl's dad. You know, I'm not allowed to come over there with short shorts or I, I don't, if I, if I have on a bathing suit, you know, it's not good for the dad to be around. And like, it just automatically got to the point where they just automatically labeling the dad as a pedo. And I'm just like, to me, that's a lack of common sense. That's a lack of of understanding of biology. And it's like, it's not that the dad is looking at you. It's just that it's a, it's a respect level because don't get it twisted. There are many stories out there where where, where where older guys will be in the presence of their daughter's friends. And then when that daughter's friends, I mean, that dad, that daughter's friend becomes legal age, next thing you know, the daughter trying to hit on the dad. So it's not always just a dad angle. It's a it's a, it's a little fast ass little girl angle to that too. So mm-hmm. to me, it's, once again, perception is a lot. Like I, I, I can, resp- like I've been around women to where, like we were going to a beach or something like that, and, and and women would like the woman would be conscious of the fact that like, you know, I can't I can't wear certain things because there are little girls around. I don't want little girls to see me dressing like that because it sets off a it sets off a bad perception. It's it goes the other way around too. You don't want a little girl, you know, quote unquote, looking, um, you know, putting herself in a sexual. Uh, giving off a sexual energy, knowing that there are people around that have sexualized mindsets. And I've been saying this since 2018. America is very sexy. America is very sexualized. A lot of things revolve around sex. So to be in denial of that is amazing to me. It's like you have to be naive or oblivious to the fact that there are simple things that you can do to over-sexualize yourself or to hypersexualize yourself, and it's to me, it's just a respect factor. Because is it is it is it me, or would you say who would you say are, who would you say is more competitive, men or women?
0: I would say women are more competitive. Especially Why do you say especially that? when it comes into the dating market, I feel that women will key in on one guy and they would be like, all right, you know, we're going head up against this guy, you know, for this guy. I think men have a better understanding of that. There are more options available and you know, Hey, you found you a good one. Let me go find me a good one. Not let me take your good one.
1: Dude. Think about the mindset of a 40 year old woman that has a 15, 16 year old girl walking around her house, half naked, like and her husband is there. Just just think about that. Like wait that's wait a, that's not, take that's it take it take it a market. step
0: down. Not her husband, yeah. her boyfriend, her mom's boyfriend oh, is yeah, there. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because I mean I mean you yeah, know yeah, they could be a stepdad or whatever what have you. But you know you don't have this guy officially locked down yet. He still has the option to get out. Real so tall, that real That just that just raises the stakes even more.
1: And and patience is is, a, is patience is. The virtue some of us do have, and we see what Tiger did with, with Kylie Jenner. We see what hip hop did with Kylie Jenner. So don't the get shit it twisted out there, like, bruh. Don't get it twisted out here. Like, there are many guys that are waiting, in. there are guys waiting in the wings for for dudes to break up with girls. they like they're literally waiting. Oh, I can't manage I'm waiting for them to break up. Four or five years down the line, they broke it up. Think he, about four he, or five years down He ain't hitting that right, anyways. That, Exactly, exactly. And like a 16-year-old four or five years down the line, she's legal, you know, in American standards. So what's going to stop this this 37-year-old dude from trying to get at that at 40? Like, it's it's very common. I mean, like I said, you see what Brad Pitt is dating. You know Leonardo DiCaprio's history. Like I like a lot you know how of you said hot, what he's dating. Because
0: <laughs> it's an it's a age range. Too. It's not like this specific person. It's this age range of woman.
1: It's an age range yeah because he's gonna hop to another one in six months or maybe a year like that's what that's what high status men do that's what they're capable of doing and at the end of the day it's not like younger women are are like rallying against it you have this subgroup of women that 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 find it nasty but they only really I feel like they only really find it nasty based on the fact that they probably don't fall into the realm of being desired by that many men. Like there are women out there that don't that know like, okay, I can only get this type of attention from this type of man. And it's a lot of it is envy. A lot of it is jealousy. And that's why I I agree with you. I do feel like when it comes to the dating market especially, but when it comes to sports and when it comes to like little competitive like board games and stuff, I've seen a dark side of women that has always made me laugh. Like women are competitive as shit. And they are very, very obnoxious winners too. (laughs) Um, but no, but but seriously, though, women are competitive. The dating market is is it's a wild place for women. Do you know that on your average online dating app, it's really it's I, 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 I really literally like it. I, I think the one I was reading about was Tinder. They said that Tinder is like 67 percent male. And then, you know, the rest female like they, they basically I mean, they basically said on every dating app, the, the the ratio to male male to women is four to one or five to one on average. I'm like, dude. And they, And I think they said for every like highly attractive, high status man, you're looking at maybe every hundred and fifteen views getting a match compared to where your middle of the road average looking woman can probably have maybe four or five matches within, you know, 50, 50, 50 swipes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's so uneven. And like you just said, women already know that what they find attractive is less likely to be, to be, to be, to be had. So when they see something, they tunnel vision in and lock in on it. You know what I mean, and it's that's what creates the crazy market that we have. Because just imagine, what do you think would happen if polygamy was a, as an, was an acceptable s- societal, like, well, if that was a societal norm, what do you, what do you think would happen?
0: I don't think if polygamy was a societal norm, I still well, I can't I can't say I still think that because you you have all these options, but it's kind of like because in my mind, I immediately think that you know, one man is not going to be able to please multiple women. But I also think, I think the inverse is that, you know, one woman isn't going to be able to handle multiple men. But then at the same time, it's kind of like, well, shoot, you can branch off and, and have this one here and this, this one there. So it kind of makes sense. But it's like, ugh,
1: I don't know. When you when you read the the data, it basically says, polygamy is basically happening in society right now already it's just not legitimized go ahead
0: and also i think polygamy is for ugly people
1: man ugly people on what on what side what gender both that's that's an the, interesting way of looking at it and and
0: I, and i say that because that comes with lowered expectations like you know if you're if you're not <laughs> what do you what do you refer to them as those 49ers if, if you're, if you're yeah. in that crowd and you're actually, you're actually not a 49er, but you're just a four all the damn time, you, yeah. you tend to have lowered expectations and you, you, you tend to, to, to take what you can get rather than take what you deserve or take what you negotiate. I, I heard that recently in another podcast and it made a lot of sense. Sometimes you get what you negotiate rather than get what you deserve. But I think you, you just become, and, it, and even with with men and women alike, it's like, you know, you're, you're basically this incel and this one woman that you know, she might be the world to you. Who knows? Or she might be all that you get. Who knows? She tells you, "Yeah, I'm I'm polyamorous, and I, you know, I I, I I'm with this guy, this guy, this guy, but I want to be with you too." That you just hold on to the I want to be with you too, and you take that and run with it. Yeah, I know. You know, she's not Pam Anderson in her prime, or you know, some Hayek today. Good God, but um, <laughs> you know it's like it's somebody, and since I have somebody, I don't care what you do elsewhere because I know at least a piece of you belongs to me.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, peep this. Kick knowledge. I agree with you. You're saying. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. You're saying, cause I, I remember seeing that, that meme that was floating around earlier this year where that, that one, uh, that one white, she was like kind of overweight, a white chick. And she had like four like nerd looking guys that were basically her baby daddies. See, that's interesting to me because the way society is going, I can see that happening. But when I saw those people, I, I agree with you. Like I saw like a low level of attractiveness, but now let's flip on the flip side when it comes to attractiveness though. Let's talk about the, the high status male that is actually attractive and has, you know, money has resources. L- let's just, let's just, let's think, let's look at a, a Silicon Valley millionaire guy that has it popping for himself worth millions Think about if this poly lifestyle was the acceptable lifestyle. Think about how many women he would take off the market for average guys. Just saying, that would make it a lot harder for the average guy to get a high quality woman. Like, think about it. How often do you see your average guy walking around with, you know, like you said, uh, Pam Anderson in her prime? or a or a Selma, Selma Hayak a Holly Berry. Like how often do you see an average guy walking around like that? And and not to, you know, not to, you know, shade anybody, how often do you see these average guys, a lot of the guys that we know walking around with top models? And if you think about it, a lot of these top models and, and, and we've already discovered it. The reason why these these industry chicks are circulated around or recycled by the same guys it's basically because it's tunnel vision. They 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 have their sight set on one particular man's resources. They all want Chris Brown. Therefore, if Chris Brown wanted forty girls right now at one time, he could get all those forty girls, and those forty girls would be loyal to him. As far as as far as you know, relying on him for his resources, relying for, on him for the sexual benefits. That's forty girls off the market for the average guy. That's actually happening right now, and a lot of people don't even realize it. That's why most guys nowadays, I mean, that's why it's—that's why settling has always been a thing, if you really think about it. That's why the, the hottest guy, a lot of times, isn't with the hottest girl. He may have access to some hot girls, but he doesn't always end up with the hottest girl based on the fact that a lot of high-status guys you know, they, they think with their penises. So therefore if they just slinging it around all over the place, they may end up with, you know, whoever destiny, you know, aligns them with, and they may end up with a booger wolf as a, as a baby mama, <laughs> but we all know that they have just said, they all know that they have the capability of getting that high status woman, but just really looking at the dating market now and talking about how competitive women are. Like, I really feel like those 49ers, they it, it, and for all y'all that don't know what a 49er is, a uh, trigger warning once again, if, if you're sensitive, it, it is what it is. I look at it like this there was a time and a place where you can actually look at women. I mean, attractiveness is subjective, yes, I do agree with that. But we, but well, we all kind of look at certain women in real life, in real life, and we're like, oh, that's a dime, that's a dime piece, that's a nine. Like, we, you know, society is shallow, accept it or not. But we actually looked at it like that and we could actually you walk into a Walmart and you're like a, like you made a comment the other day that made me laugh. You're like, uh she's not no, she's not the type of chick that you stopped the car for. What you said, you said something like that. Stop traffic. Uh, you know, yeah, I, she's not stopping traffic. You know, she 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 ain't she ain't selling a hayek. She's not selling my hayak in Desperado. She ain't making cars crash. Okay, so okay. I'm just I'm just saying. So like when you have that ridiculously hot woman in your presence, like, you know, she's a dime. She, she, she acts like a dime. She is like, it's undeniable. It's undeniable. This chick is beautiful. But now we have a filter infested makeup covered, just this false sense of beauty, in my opinion, like it's more, it's more like self-love today rather versus, Actual beauty today. It's a lot of people that, to me, in my opinion, are like super confident. They're like, "Oh, you know, I'm 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 this beautiful woman," and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, you you're really probably just a four or a five, but you have that mindset of of a nine or a dime. That's why I say forty nine er. It's not even really a derogatory term. You could take it as one. Don't really that 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 doesn't concern me. Um,
0: <laughs> you don't But care.
1: the fact of the mat <laughs> the fact of the matter is, in real life in real life you're not stopping you're not stopping traffic you're not making cars crash into each other the the, the only people that and, and we've gotten so used to this whole oh but it's a bunch of dudes in my DMs like that doesn't really validate your beauty because once again it's you're you're hiding behind filters makeup and angles that doesn't really validate your beauty it may give you that dopamine rush that you're looking for but the true validation of beauty, in my opinion, is always going to become it's always going to come from a real world interaction. It's always going to come from what how you're perceived in the physical world. If you walk into a bar, a bunch of guys are buying you drinks. A bunch of guys are coming to see your presence. Your homegirl's got to fend guys off of you. That shit is that validation that nines and dimes get. A lot of y'all don't get that and a lot of y'all are 49ers but that's okay i think a 49er is an average woman but go ahead jay
0: and it's it's like you know and women think it's it's again men think women move different women think men move different when we all move the same a woman will get bored and she'll start replying to those dms simply as a guy got bored and he just jumped in them dms like y'all both are just bored and this is just entertainment to pass the time while y'all are bored and then if the, the opportunity comes to meet, y'all both will probably just continue to flake because you really didn't have any interest in this person.
1: You were just fucking bored.
0: All you know is that bored. they take good pictures. That's it.
1: Can't spell boredom without DM. Oh, that's a bar.
0: <laughs> that is a like bar.
1: Hey, I'm just saying, bro. Like The, the validation that people seek is not only it's, it's people, people, once again, people are the cause of their personal hell. You literally think because the DM is exploding that that makes you beautiful. In that moment when your DMs are not exploding anymore, what does that do to your sense of beauty? Do you not, do you no longer, do you, do you, do you resent men for, for not being in your DMs? Do you resent women for not being in your DMs? Like, like, like I said, there is nothing more validating than real world validation. And that's why I truthfully believe that a lot of stuff is is has been moved to the internet, has been moved to the virtual world because nobody nobody really wants to live in reality anymore because it's they can't they can't filter it. You can't filter reality.
0: And it's it, and it's I kinda mean, like
1: no matter what
0: It's like when those DMs aren't jumping anymore. Did you change? Are you not as beautiful anymore? Like what what changed about you? Nothing. They probably just flipped the explore page and 10 more popped up. And they went to those DMs. You're still the same person. So why are you letting somebody else, you know, determine your value, determine your worth? Sometimes you get what you negotiate. Sometimes you get what you deserve. But that's another story. I'm no storyteller. I like that though.
1: Hey, low-key, I'm going to be honest with you. And once again, I'm just, you know, I knew that this episode was going to turn this way because I kind of had this on the back of my mind. So once again, I know Jay has a lot of lady friends out there. I Don't attack him. He doesn't. My beliefs do not, you know, like my my beliefs do not reflect Jay's beliefs. So just understand that I'm alone on this sometimes. Uh, he may agree. He may not agree. But look, listen, you get all those that DM action and – when they'll when those DMs stop coming, it's gonna really be only no it's it's only gonna be your fault that that happens because yes there are a lot of fish in the sea but it's a market out here and <laughs> once you tap out you're gonna feel it and I do think that you call it like a heat check or something like that I think that the 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 DM action is a heat check almost to like you know yeah you still got it. And I'm not saying that this is a valid way to see if you still have it, but it may be a sure sign that you may want to change some things if you're getting a bunch of DM action in a, in a, in a couple of years span and then a couple of years down the line it's fading. At that point, it's really just your personality. At that point, it's really just you that, you know, because we have a lot of people out here that they like to brag about, it, everybody being in their DMs. And once again, what's going to happen – when your DMs are no longer popping? Are you going to self-reflect? Are you going to ask yourself, damn, what happened? Like, am I not hot anymore? Or are you just going to admit the fact that, you know, hey, maybe you were just a bitch and you treated a bunch of people that were genuinely interested in you bad and now nobody wants to fuck with you. What you going to do then? Oh, you going to buy a new body? You going to buy a new face? You know what I'm saying? And that's and this I'm not being insulting. I'm just pointing out the real because y'all don't think ahead a lot. And I'm just saying, like, I see a lot of that shit happening and talk. Everybody doesn't have a a shelf life, like a fucking Tracy Ellis Ross or, or a Selma Selma Hayek. Like that shit is based on genetics. And I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I ain't been in front of these people, you know, I don't know how they personally look, but shit, these women 50 plus still going hard, still can get a 34, 35 year old guy with ease just Mm -hmm. based on the fact that they've held up fairly well. I mean, I wouldn't advise a guy my age going after a woman that age, but hey, it happens, you know. And we and, and just addressing the double standard. If Tracy Ellis get with a dude my age, nobody's gonna say anything, but you know, if, if if uh if a Morgan Freeman get with a a chick my age, oh, people are gonna be talking. And that's just the world we live in and that's why I really don't even care to talk about double standards that much, but yeah, I'm just, just pointing out the reality and just thinking about that little sixteen year old girl that's running around the house and she's competing with the mother because the dating market is a competitive market. But if also also about-
0: also to double back on that, think about too when the mother has the son and he brings his friends over and, you know, they're athletes and they're in the pool with that shirt off and you know, she shouldn't sit there, you know, reflecting, you know, twenty years ago, you know, I would have been all over that little young thing. And the way that the pornography industry goes now it is perpetuating the idea of younger people being with older people. So when you take those influences and people people portray pornography in real life like these these are real life situations but like these are actors. It's kind of like you know me thinking that I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna become Iron Man due to some some accident or something like that you know because at the end of the day they're, they're they're short stories they're they're motion pictures of some sort you know however you want to classify it. So you're seeing this, and you're thinking that this is reality. You're thinking that you can sleep with your stepmom. You're thinking you can sleep with your mom's best friend. And at the same time, the the woman is like, I can sleep with my son's friends. I can sleep with my stepson because I think we're getting to that point where 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 like the dual generations are are consuming pornography. So they're seeing a lot of the same things. So. I know we we talk specifically about the father and and the daughter's friend or whatever what have you but it again that goes both ways too because men and women are alike. And I think given the opportunity, actually I I know for facts given these opportunities, these these positions have been capitalized on.
1: <laughs> you know it. You know it. I was watching um Richard Jewell the other day and it was it was an interesting part in there where the 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 woman journalist she basically did one of those typical things where she basically used her vagina to get information out of an FBI guy. I found that part interesting as far as like, once again, you know, weaponization of the vagina and how sexual society can be. But anyways, that was random. But look, in, in the show notes, you're going to see a list of notorious teacher sex scandals. <laughs> and this this is basically something me and Jake talk about off, off air all the time like don't get it twisted for one second i've said it i've said it once and i'm gonna say it again women and men in society are not that much different like that we have when it comes to biological factors there are differences in like strength and and interest i mean to be honest especially interest like it baffles me at this type of stuff that women are interested in on a daily basis versus men. It's literally like men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Like I get that for real these days, but look, don't get it twisted, man. Lil Ray Ray, like you said, he in the pool, 17 years old, varsity football player. He, he, with his partners, this group of them. Hormones out the pool, of control. Hormones out of control. And, and we, it, it's not a myth, you know, women's sex drive stay relatively like they stay relatively high like a woman's sex drive to me it's it's a personality thing but don't ever think that a woman if, if a woman's is not on birth control or not on like antidepressants and she's a fairly ordinary woman she's going to be she's going to crave sex just like any other woman especially as she gets older Her sense of what is sexually attractive or physically appealing is not going to change with age, it's still going to be the same. That six pack, you know, tall, dark, and handsome guy is still, if she if that was attractive to her at 30, at 50, it's going to be the same thing. I'm not saying all women are hot and they just throwing their legs open like that for little Ray Ray, but the fact of the matter is, it happens more than you think, and you see it with these teacher sex scandals all the time. A lot of these teachers they be they be in their mid 30s they're still attractive but you're still got to you still got to look at the dating market for what it is a 38 year old woman is competing with a 19 year old woman for the same type of guy rich successful attractive most women want that they want somebody that could protect provide and be consistent have financial stability if a woman finds that at 38 she's probably not going to care what age that guy is as long as he checks those three boxes and we all know once again looking at the Brad Pitt situation we already know what type of woman he's trying to date is he going to go for a 40 year old woman that pretty much offers the same thing as a 27 year old like who do you think he's going to go for realistically like we all know that it all comes down for a lot of men, it all comes down to the eye test. If you're not passing the eye test, you're not going to get no attention. Like it's really that simple. So long story short. Yeah, don't get it twisted. Women out here are just as, you know, sexual sexually predatorial as as a man can as a man can be. That's why it was so funny to me when I saw that conversation. It was like, well, y'all talking about girls wearing short shorts or being half naked and you're making it seem like that is a normal way to carry yourself when you're walking down the street there's no normal than a guy walking up the street with a shirt off like we accept it because he doesn't have any sexual organs being displayed but (laughs) we we it's gonna be a long time before we're in a society where were similar like I guess that like this that city in Colorado where they basically said women could walk around with with no shirt on like even though that law was passed or I'm not sure if it I'm not sure if it was repealed but even though that that's normal in some places that's still quite odd just based on the fact that you're already pushing it when you're breastfeeding a child in public now you just walk around with your titties out that's wild you know and once again Y'all like to bring up this "no shirt, no service" thing when y'all talk about masks. It's the same thing. You don't want anybody in a private establishment with a shirt off. Men and women have to put their shirt on in private establishments or businesses. It's just something that is seen as normal. I mean, it's it's just common sense at this point. So people can be when, people can be in denial. Common. Of course, of course, of course. People can be in denial about what is acceptable clothing around each other but we all know that America is hypersexualized probably more than ever and it's just better to it's better to be safe than sorry at
0: the, at the end of the day sorry.
1: yeah yeah I, I would i would never i would never me personally judge a per, a person's biological habits his, his like a person's I'm not I, in a sense I don't get mad at these teachers. I'm more mad at the media for not pointing out the fact that these teachers are sexual molesters and rapists. Like they like to try to tiptoe or you know tiptoe around the fact that like these teachers these women are predators. If yeah, when it's the woman
0: when it's the yeah, woman just, it's it's a, it's a it's a tap dance thing if it's if it's coach carl you know in the and the girls
1: he's going down gym,
0: gymnastics team he's a sexual predator you know he preyed on young women but a, a female teacher she didn't prey on this young man you know she had an inappropriate relationship that makes it sound like two willing participants
1: You know, that's crazy yeah and and i and uh, mean and you see a lot of a lot of these you know these apologists for these for these teachers and they're kind of like man this is ridiculous they're they they're, you know because a lot of times it'd be a teacher sleeping with a 17 year old or 18 year old but it's still a student they, but then a lot of times it's a 14 or 15 year old and you'll see you'll see people on certain messages message boards talking about well they both consented I don't see the problem here did the parents know and I' just be like wow like that's scary to think that you have a group of individuals that think like that. And it's just like, dude, do you understand what, 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 what pornography and sex does to the mind of somebody under the age to truly grasp how impactful sex is? Like sex is not just something that it's not just a pastime. I know a lot of poor folk like to just do it cause they ain't got nothing else to do, but sex is not baseball. Sex is, not a, sex is not a round of poker. Like, sex could come with a lot of dire consequences. And a 14, 15, 16, 17, even an 18 year old, they really can't handle the consequences that come with what comes with sex. And that's STDs. That's children. That's financial responsibility. Like, it's people in their that's, 30s they that can't a, handle that. Bruh. Bruh. People in their thirties that can't handle the, the responsibility of raising one child. You know, and they're full grown, they're fully grown, brains fully fully developed. And you're talking about letting a fifteen year old decide that they can have children? That is that is ridiculous. To me that's is that's just as ridiculous and this is one probably one of the last things I'm gonna touch on. To me it's just as ridiculous as society being so I want to say like standoffish to the ideal of like single parenting. Like I think we have gotten way too comfortable in the ideal of single parenting, whether it's a father, single father or single mother. Like I really, really, really think that that is something that has really hurt America in the long run. And I think that it's almost too late to really do anything about it. Like, We're already getting to the point where birth rates are declining at ridiculous rates. But not only that, like, no matter what race you're looking at now, if they're American-born, second, third generation maybe even, like, it's very likely that you're going to see a single-parent household. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, why is sexual responsibility not something that we're addressing after all these years of realizing the consequences of what single parenting does to a society, just wondering, how do you feel about that?
0: And when you think about it, people are are voluntarily signing up to be single parents, and it's not it's not out of out of circumstance anymore. Like it used to be out of circumstance. Hey, things didn't work out with your spouse. You got a divorce, or y'all separated. You know, y'all couldn't work it out. Whatever. Now people are just voluntarily signing up and some people can make it work. You know, hey, this child this child comes has, you know, your relatively regular level of, of issues that, you know, all people have, you know, yeah, some people make it work. And then some people bite off more than they can chew. And it's kind of like, you know, you fantasized about this thing, like you fantasized about and 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 typically when we talk about this, not we, but when society talks about this, they talk about, you know, a woman wanting to have a child so bad that they sign up to be a single mom, they get a donor, whatever like that. But men do it as well. Like men, men will be single fathers because they want to have this legacy. They want somebody to carry on their name or or whatever. It happens both ways. Like I said, it's, it's, it's dangerous, and so you you realize you bite off more than you can chew, but you don't realize it until it's in your mouth, for lack of a better term. So then what do you do? Do you, you reach out for help, you know, your family, friends, the government, if you're women, you know, like, what what do you do? How do you figure this out? Because now you have somebody that's going to depend on you directly for the next 16, to, 16 to 18 years but indirectly for the rest of your life yes and so how do yes. how, how do you how do you internalize that how do you you know and and that's and and like you said you know sex is something that can't be taken lightly because it's stds it's creating life and creating life is is emotional it's financial it's security it's mentally like it's 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 everything And you have to be, you have to, and I, and I don't, I don't think you can just possibly be ready. Like, yeah, I'm ready to have a baby. I'm ready to, you know, or you can be ready and not prepared and you, and, and have all these things and do all these things for this person. But you can never fully grasp it until you're there. So when people are telling me the stuff that they go, go through with their kids yeah, I can, you know, have an opinion. I can opine on it. But at the same time, I can never fully grasp it because I haven't been in that situation. And even if I were in that situation, my kid isn't going to be like your kid who is going to be like the next kid. And I'm not going to parent like you parent and the next parent parents. And I'm not going to parent like my parents parented, 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 parented. Oh,
1: wow. Oh, wow. Parappa the rap of the rap over
0: here. I just, I just got, into, <laughs> I got into a, a pocket. But,
1: you gotcha, know. gotcha, gotcha. Hey, look. I don't want to condemn single parents all I'm saying is after the age of 25 we got to do better as a society we we have to we have to stop acting like we know better but then doing the opposite I can excuse a lot of childlike behavior from people under the age of 21 that's just while not having fun trying to be like grown-ups and then they make you know they make happy accidents I'm, i can I can forgive that it happens, but it comes to a point and, and people say, we you know, like you said, you know, you're never really ready. But from an economic perspective and, the, and like I said, I pointed out earlier, birth rates declining, birth rates declining is really a, an impact of economic reality. A lot of people don't want to have children anymore because they can't afford them. So you have a lot of people that can afford children that right now don't want to have children, which is wild. Like you have people that have the resources to have that can actually raise, you know, you know, hopefully good children, but they can't, they don't want to have them. And even on the the mindset of surrogacy, which we'll probably get into next episode, um, just the mindset of surrogacy. Like I, I don't mind two people that can't conceive going the surrogate route, but just one woman that just wants to be like hey you know uh i can't find a man no man is good enough for me so i'm gonna go the surrogate route like that should be outlawed that shouldn't even be an option it is like, it, it, that actually legit. is
0: illegal in texas it, if you're capable of having a child you can't legally good have a surrogate good i mean you can do some under the table stuff but legally you can't
1: good because that that is that is and i want to believe that's because you know texas comes from a more conservative mindset but that is utterly ridiculous to think for a second that like because i don't even can you adopt and can you be single and adopt
0: you can but it's, it's, do, it's don't difficult to,
1: that good it should be you know because once again if, uh, Watching the show Raised by Wolves, and I and I the the woman on there she she did she said a quote man she she somebody kept saying something about nature and and she basically was like she basically said something along the lines of like nature's nature is fucking stupid there is no there is no like because people always try to make it seem like nature is like unforgiving and blah, blah blah like like nature is just nature but at the end of the day when we look at things from a perspective of comparing ourselves to like other levels of animals. These animals ain't out here single parenting. <laughs> like <laughs> you ain't just see like just you ain't see lions and just just walking around with they clothes by them damn selves. I mean, I got tired of the mama. Like
0: <laughs> we yeah, left.
1: Even yeah, like like no level of 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 species on this planet is known for single parenting like humans and regardless of nature being unforgiving or stupid or unpredictable, it just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't. And like I said, I I put a crown on all the heads of all the single mothers and fathers out there that were able to get it done, but it should not have to be like that. And a lot of the reason that the only reason a lot of people have taken up that that duty of single parenting is because the people before you made it seem like single parenting was the right thing to do, and it was okay, and, oh, you're going to make it. Like, yeah, but it shouldn't have to be like this. It shouldn't be like this. There has to be a generation that's going to say, stop, and it shouldn't be stopped in the in form of, oh, I'm just not having kids no more. Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying take your time to choose better mates <laughs> because eventually once again referencing what Raised by Wolves um, they basically had artificial wombs in there and that's another thing I was going to say for a topic on another day when, when Jay had the energy to talk about this kind of crazy shit but the artificial womb concept and is, is a very controversial concept based on the fact that although it's like surrogacy it also gives an avenue of surrogacy to both genders so gay couples can go in with the mindset of hey, you know we can we can have this artificial womb and put it in this incubator or whatever and have our own children and and really call it our own and women can do the same thing. but see the scary thing about that it eliminates the need for women. It eliminates the need for a woman having to conceive, which is which is the controversial part and then it starts you know, you start looking at the fact that, well, if that's the case, if you're able to grow fetuses outside of wombs and all that, is it really my body, my choice? Because if that's the case, you know, like I said, it it, it gets really controversial. And I can only imagine that plenty of countries are is as apocalyptic as we are. Plenty of countries have already probably, probably sent up embryos and shit and fetuses or whatever to other planets just in case this one explodes in hopes of starting <laughs> humanity somewhere else. You know, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, that's that the deep signs right there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like I said. We'll, we'll come back to that on another episode. You already know, man. Y'all might catch another episode this week. Depends on how the energy level feels. I actually have fun putting out a couple episodes a week just because, I mean, I got, I got a little time now. Got a little time now, but I understand when Jay doesn't want to do it, it's okay. It's okay.
0: I I mean, you know, we we talk about putting out episodes, you know, multiple episodes a week and, you know, we'll have, we'll have phone conversations that are full episodes. Like, so it's, it's not, it's not really the, the energy. It's like, all right, let me make sure that I'm sitting in front of a computer and I got the microphone on. Cause then it's, it's like, okay, now we can record it. Wednesday, we talked for 34 minutes probably a whole episode right there that just that just wasn't you know recorded so i mean if y'all like it we'll do it if y'all don't like it we'll do it because you know we do it for us as much as we do it for y'all so
1: you know like sometimes we'll just see and and guess what you already know what you have to do if you do like it before we get to get the words of advice i'm gonna switch it up this time if you like it rate it (laughs) comment Go to iTunes, let us know. Go go on SoundCloud, let us know. When when Amazon podcasts come about, if you got to use that route, let us know. But anyways, uh, my words of advice are going to be quick and to the point, like Mama Brooks would do on a phone conversation. (laughs) Look, man, stop giving energy to people that don't deserve you. Excuse me, say what? In the words, (laughs) I said stop giving energy to the ones that do not deserve you. I think Big Sean said it best like if if you if people if the person that you're dealing with is not worthy of your energy, just cut it off, bro. And 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 I and I'm saying this to say I know it ain't easy, but the fact that I'm saying it right now and it and it's probably repetitive cuz you probably see it as a quote on Instagram and Twitter all over the place. You have to see it over and over again, and then you have to start practicing it. So I hope you do that in the future, cause uh, that's the only way to, in my opinion, to, to like kind of walk into that realm of self-love. Because you, you, if if you love yourself, you won't put up with the bullshit you're putting up with with worthless people. But yeah, man, that's all I got. This thing said worthless people, man. Oh man, bro. Some of them is just worthless, bro. Worthless? Like, worth nothing? They ain't worth nothing. Like, they bring no value to your life. Just a fucking headache. Damn.
0: Okay, my words of advice, which I feel like I need to reiterate because y'all don't be paying attention. Wow. Practice patience. You, you can't eat an elephant in one bite. God didn't create the world in one day. Rome wasn't built in one day. And as I mentioned earlier, you can't worry about 18 months in the future today, unless it's about putting on a condom or something like that. Either way, but <coughs> practice patience. Water something, nurture something, let it grow and see what it turns into. But to do all those things, you must know patience.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, Feeling good, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had to look at something real quick, but uh, this was a fun episode. I, we, I don't feel like we were all over the place. I actually felt like it went, it went in the good direction. It might have gotten a little, um, I would say, uh, the topic probably got sensitive, but other than that, I, I feel good about this episode. You feel good about this episode?
0: I feel good about every episode we put out and even some of the ones that don't get put out.
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I feel you on that. But, uh, yeah, man, either way, uh, hopefully we see y'all again in in the near future, or hopefully you guys get to hear us again in the near future. But, um, with that being said,
0: this has been the no boundaries podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization,